Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new episode of Nightlife with Alyssa Knight. Alyssa and other Nightlife guests will explore the trichotomy of passions in Alyssa's life. Cybersecurity, content creation, and entrepreneurship. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Happy freaking holidays to everyone. Hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving. In this new episode of Nightlife on ITSP Magazine, I'm gonna talk about how I'm gonna hack your network in 2022. So every year it seems like people publish a new white paper or a new blog around the December timeframe about their predictions in cybersecurity for the next year. I'm going to do something different. Instead of talking about my predictions, I'm going to tell you how I'm going to hack your network in 2022. I thought it would be a unique approach to an end of year video on the state of cybersecurity and where CISOs should be focusing their budget and where decision makers should be considering their security control purchases. Now, obviously, I'm not a black hat. I'm not going to go out there and actually hack your network, but what I'm going to be doing in this episode is talking about the ways in which I'm going to be breaching networks in the production of adversarial content in 2022. I'm hoping that that approach to cybersecurity and the narrative around where you should be focusing your budget and your security control acquisition decisions will be a lot more meaningful to you coming from a hacker. Um, and these are the areas that I'm gonna be focusing because in my experience over this last year or so, this is where I see the soft gooey exterior in hacking target networks. So as many of you know, I'm the partner at Night Inc, which is a content creation firm. And what we do is we create content for cybersecurity vendors in a different way in the sense that we don't put out white papers or videos talking about the features and capabilities of a security product. We hack something to prove the efficacy of it. So as many of you know, my wife, Melissa, used to be a CISO, and she actually oversaw the construction of the first security operations center for a very large casino on Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, she then went out to Macau and managed that and got that up and running. And so she's a former CISO. She also managed the managed security services for Herjavec Group um, under Robert Herjavec, the Shark Tank guy. And I'm a CISO at Quantic Bank. So being a family of CISOs, I, I feel like we're in a really good position to be able to say this with some authority that I believe that CISOs are tired of the typical video. They're tired of the typical white paper that talks about the features of a product. I believe that it's really easy for competitors to replicate the features of a product. What vendors should be doing is creating content, what I've coined as adversarial content, where you're hacking something. For example, if it's an IoT security product, maybe I'm hacking a network through the CCTV cameras and showing how that product would have prevented it. Or if it's an EDR solution, hacking an endpoint and executing ransomware and showing how that 
EDR solution prevented it. So I, I believe that that's just a new generation of content that it, the industry has been wanting for many years now. So that's what we're creating at Night Inc. So at Night Inc, we work with the best of breed security solutions in a lot of these product categories. Many of you know, for me, it's been a lot of the API security vendors. Uh, I've had the privilege of working right beside a lot of the development engineering organizations and marketing teams for a lot of the API security vendors that are out there, uh, traceable, no name, uh, 42 crunch, salt security, which has given me a unique perspective on the state of the market for API security. Or if it's a deception technology like Elusive, and you know, working alongside their engineering organization developers and their marketing team, it's given me a unique perspective on the deception space or you know, identity management, identity risk management. Um, whatever the product category is, we work very closely with these vendors. As a matter of fact, Gartner recently brought me out to present on the state of the API security market to their analysts, um, which I thought was kind of ironic. So while recently I did actually create a state of the API security market or API security buyer's guide for 2022, I thought how perfect would it be to do an episode on how I'm going to target networks in 2022, not as a black hat, obviously, I'm not literally going to hack your network, but the networks that I'm going to hack to prove the efficacy of these products and the production of short films that we're doing as filmmakers for these cybersecurity vendors and writers and white papers, and how I'm going to breach the networks based on the soft GUI exterior and the issues that I've been seeing over this past year. So I thought that what better than to do this unique approach to an end of year video on what things will be like in 2022. I think a lot of you can go up there and read a lot of great articles and see a lot of videos out there on what people's predictions are for next year. But if you look at the people that are producing that content are vendors themselves that are selling products in that space. So to me, I think it, it's kind of a skewed lens, but you could argue that my lens is pretty skewed too since I work with a lot of these cybersecurity vendors. But the reason why I'm approaching this video differently instead of saying what my predictions are for next year, that's why I'm going to just do a video on how I'm going to hack these networks to prove the efficacy of these product categories. So without further ado, let's get started. Obviously, APIs, all of you knew I was gonna come right out the gate and start with that because it is a thing. So for those of you who have been following my research recently know that I'm about to drop within the next week or so, a uh, new vulnerability research campaign into financial services and fintech companies. Specifically, I had hacked 55 mobile apps in the financial services, fintech, and cryptocurrency exchange uh, markets and their apps. And many of the banks reached out to me and said, look, hey, Alyssa, we want you to take these attacks further and we want you to hack our APIs. So obviously a lot of the research that I've done recently, whether it's in healthcare and the mHealth apps and APIs I hacked, the Fire APIs I hacked in healthcare and the financial services apps and APIs, as well as the law enforcement, the federal and state law enforcement vehicle research that I did where I took remote control of law enforcement vehicles through their APIs 
A lot of you know that's the first thing I'm going to obviously bring up is APIs. Um, that is how I will be hacking a lot of networks next year is APIs because the vulnerabilities are so endemic to so many different industries. It's not just one particular industry. It's systemic across all of them. And uh, whether it's transportation or healthcare or financial services, they all have problems with API security in their APIs. And me, they're being able to take remote control of a vehicle, transfer money in and out of accounts, or access patient records, or you know, change PIN codes for any bank customer, even in some cases without authentication. One of the most common vulnerabilities that I'll be exploiting next year is Broken Object Level Authorization, or BOLA. For those of you who are familiar with the OS API Security Top 10, this would be the API 1 2019, which is BOLA. And in that exercise, I'm simply just authenticating with a legitimate account, but because of a failure for the developers to authorize the API request, I'm requesting data that doesn't belong to me or performing actions on a vehicle that doesn't belong to me. Um, so that's BOLA, and at least the Cliff Notes version of it. The second thing that I'm going to be doing next year is hacking networks, obviously through the human. So, you know, I, I'm a big believer that humans are the weakest link in security. I know I've had people on social media challenge me on that notion, but I do believe that it doesn't matter if I get a blank check from Quantic Bank and be able to buy any security control I want. Um, it doesn't matter if you get a blank check and you can buy any security control you want. Uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't ha matter how much money you invest in your perimeter security controls. Um, you know, all you need to do is have someone click on a link or file attachment and it's game over. That's why I'm a big believer in the fact that the castle really has left the moat, so to speak, in defense and depth. And I really am a huge proponent of zero trust security. Uh, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> we recently just brought on a client called Blastwave who just came out of Stealth and they are an SDP solution. And for those of you who don't know what software-defined perimeter solutions are is they implement micro-segmentation. And what that allows you to do is actually create secure enclaves of what hosts are allowed to talk to each other. And any hosts in the network that are not part of that community or that secure enclave can't communicate with them. So if I'm an attacker and I have a foothold on a network and I attempt to pivot off of my beachhead to another machine in the network, that cloaking prevents me from actually moving laterally. So it really disrupts the adversarial decision-making process and me being able to really follow breadcrumbs on the network and harvest credentials and steal connections out of cash, that sort of thing, uh, off the machines that I have a foothold on. So the, the, for those of you who are afraid of Mimi cats or anything like that, it effectively prevents stuff like that. So a lot of the content that I'll be creating next year, um, especially for some of our clients, like for example, Safeguard Cyber, uh, is actually exploiting networks through communication channels. So historically, communication platforms like LinkedIn, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Slack, uh, they haven't really been a focal point for many CISOs uh, in trying to determine what security controls they implement and where. 
uh, but it should be. As a matter of fact, just recently, I hacked a network in an, a penetration test exercise where I sent a weaponized PDF file through a social media site. It allowed me to bypass their secure email gateway that would be looking for something like a interpreter backdoor uh, or weaponized PDF file. And uh, so I just sent it to them through a social media site, allowing me to get a, a, a shell on their machine. It basically executed code that reverse tunneled back to my host. So I, I think communication security slash, you know, securing Zoom, securing Slack, is many organizations in this new work from home environment have moved employees out to their homes and will probably never come back to the office as many offices are actually being shuttered and a lot of companies are staying in a permanent work from home environment. I think communication security going into 2022 is going to be a big deal. And I think we're gonna see more and more companies in this product space. Um, but again, from a hacker's perspective, that's where I'm going to be targeting networks and targeting individuals that I'm going to be phishing in these exercises to get a beachhead on these networks. Remote access protocols like RDP, that's definitely something I'll be hitting uh, next year. A lot of companies over this last couple years with this pandemic have oversubscribed their VPNs, didn't buy enough licenses, don't have the bandwidth, what resources, whatever it may be. Uh, for some reason or another, have started to deploy RDP servers that are facing the internet, which is shocking to me in 2021. Uh, but you know, it's the state of the world. It's it's all about availability and uptime and being able to enable the business to run. Uh, and sometimes security is sacrificed in order to make that happen. Um, so next year, I'm definitely going to be hitting the remote access protocols like RDP, uh, TeamViewer. A lot of companies have also moved to uh, software applications platforms such as that. Um, so, you know, this remote access into networks is going to be something that I'm definitely going to be focusing on in my adversarial content and exploiting networks and even being able to get a beachhead. Coffee break. Ah, fucking love coffee. Coffee is an amazing thing. One of these days, mark my words, one of these days I'm going to have my own coffee bean. Everyone is going to be rushing to the stores to buy it. I'm going to make the ultimate coffee. I think it's going to be, I should feel like a nutmeg with cinnamon coffee bean. Put in the comments this video below. Take a moment out in this break to go ahead and comment on the video. Hit that subscribe button and that like button if you like this video. But yeah, leave, leave your comment in the comments. If, if I put out an Alyssa Knight coffee bean, would you buy it? <laughs> Okay, all right. So I'll definitely be hacking you through your APIs. I'll definitely be hacking you through your employees who are now at their work from home state within their home networks where there's no security budget, by the way, if I haven't made that obviously clear. Um, definitely, you know, in connection with that remote access protocols like RDP servers that are out there on the network, on the internet communication platforms, sending weaponized PDF files and weaponized documents through communication platforms. For example, a lot of you may not know this, but you can actually send people files through Zoom. Uh, so there is an, an opportunity within Zoom to be able to attach a file and send someone a file through Zoom, completely bypassing your secure email gateway or any perimeter security solutions that you might have on the network. 
so again, endpoint security is a big thing moving into 2022 because your network is now everywhere. It's not just the cloud that you CISOs need to be concerned about and data moving out to the cloud and people's BYOD, but now their home networks that their daughter Jane is gaming on. So it's something to think about as well. Okay, we gotta talk about the flat network thing. <laughs> it is 2021. The target breach was a long time ago. <laughs> How is it that companies still have flat networks? I don't get it. And the days of having to actually implement micro-segmentation so you don't have a flat network, the days of doing that at the switch level or at the hardware level and taking decades-old network and trying to implement micro-segmentation uh, at that layer are over. It's, it's not a thing anymore. You can do it with software when this new software-defined networking world that we live in, if everything being SDN, uh, SD-WAN, SDN, it, it's, it's, you have options besides just doing this at the switch level with default routes in your VLANs and backles. Those days are gone. Um, this is definitely something I'm going to be exploiting next year. Uh, as I gain footholds on networks and the other through the other ingress points that I talked about earlier, once I do get a foothold on the network, you can be damn sure that I'm going to pivot around within the network. It's going to happen. I'm going to live off the land. I'm going to fire up my local tools. I'm going to bloodhound. I'm going to go after Active Directory. I'm going to carve out credentials out of memory. I'm going to do everything that an adversary would do to find your crown jewels. I'm gonna do all of that so the only thing that is going to limit the damage in your network or blast radius of that breach is micro-segmentation. So definitely, if you are on a flat network, you need to be working on a solution to instrument your network to get away from it. I get it. A lot of companies are dismantling their intranets with the fact that a lot of them are shuttering their offices and the intranet may actually be going away for a lot of companies. Uh, but if you do still have core networks, you still have an intranet, you still have infrastructure, uh, you, you need to be working on an SDP or a micro-segmentation solution uh, to implement micro-segmentation in that network because this, the days of flat networks should definitely be over. You know, when I started the show out, I, I was talking about all the new product categories that are out there. And a lot of the product categories, I think, are still trying to figure themselves out. They've got this identity crisis. They don't really know what they are. I think that's actually happening in the deception space. I, I think the deception companies, as you've seen, the um, Ativos of the world and the Elusives of the world really sort of change and rebrand and not just be a deception technology, but actually a, an identity risk management solution. I think that whole industry is sort of realizing that deception is not a flagship product, that it's a feature of a flag, flagship product. I think that's what's gonna happen as we go into 2022 is some of these new product categories are gonna start to figure themselves out. Uh, or run out of funding, um, but um, start to figure themselves out and, and really just sort of um, morph into a new product category or possibly even a new product of an existing um, market, for example, identity risk, uh, privileged access management, that sort of thing. Um, breaching a tech simulation, I'm still kind of on the fence on. I, I really don't know what's going to happen with that category. Uh, you know... <laughs> Um, so we, we, we have seen some M&A in this space, but 
you know, the attack IQs of the world and those other are, are still hanging on. They're still out there. They're still, they're st they're still trying. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens to these new product categories as we go into 2022. I know uh, Proofpoint just recently acquired an ITM solution as well. So there's a lot of roll-ups uh, in cybersecurity. Obviously, every year there's uh, big acquisitions. Um, I think these these new products or innovative new product categories are just going to end up getting acquired and baked into existing product categories, uh, realizing that these companies, uh, these products are not actual flagship products, but can be a feature of an existing product category. So that's that. I think that's it. I, th I think that's kind of the exploitation, the tactics and techniques that I'm going to be using uh, next year. Uh, as we as we work on new adversarial content for our clients, um, we're definitely going to be putting to we're definitely going to be doing more filming. Uh, you know, was, uh, Night Inc is I would say that at this point, more than half of our clients are now demanding more video content as we go into next year. Um, fewer and fewer of our clients are asking for white papers or traditional white paper. I mean, I think I don't think white papers will completely go away, but I think we can't ignore the fact that we have these new generation of buyers coming into the workforce where, for example, I mean, look at millennials, the oldest millennial just turned 40, right? I mean, you know, it's now Gen Z and these, these, we have a new generation in the workforce and they ingest content differently. In my generation, right, we read a lot. We read white papers. We read articles on security focus. We, you know, we, we relied on things like uh, SC Magazine, uh, which I think has been rebranded as SC Media. Um, but that's what we did is we read. Uh, these newer generation, the TikTok generation, <laughs> this, I want everything in the size of a tweet. Um, the Instagram generation, I think even if you look at YouTube, it's even moved to shorts because nobody wants to sit and watch a 30 or 45 minute video, which is what this episode will probably turn out to be. Um, but no one, I don't think really anyone has any kind of attention anymore. I think we're the globally just this attention deficit disorder uh, world now. Um, and I think content in content marketing is going to change as a result of that. Um, so definitely uh, going into 2022, we're going to be creating a lot more video content. A lot of our clients are demanding short films. Um, so we're going to, we're really morphing into more of a filmmaking production company. And my vision for Night Inc., for those of you who care, um, my vision uh, has always been that we wanted to be the industrial light and magic for the cybersecurity industry. So that's really what we're working towards. Uh, we have five short films scheduled uh, over the next few months. So we're going to be doing a lot of casting calls, a lot of auditions. Um, so that's it. That's that's what I've, that's all I've got for how I'll be exploiting networks in 2022. I mean, definitely, I'm sure there's going to be some new things that come up, new exploits, uh, you know, new tactics and techniques as we go near. But really just, I really strongly believe if, if, if you were to only take one thing away from this video, take this. APIs are the new soft GUI exterior. I know at one point we had all kind of gotten used to saying, okay, well, networks are this hard candy exterior soft GUI interior. Now, I, I really believe that's changed with APIs. We're in an API first world. More than 82% of the traffic, according to a recent Akamai report, is now API traffic flowing across its CDN. 
That's a serious statistic. That means that humans are no longer a majority of the internet traffic uh, from human to application. It's application to application. It's API traffic. That means we've pretty much blinked and we're now in an API first world. The entire world, the entire world, whether you're talking about healthcare, finance, um, transportation, IoT, all that stuff are now being plumbed by APIs. The plumbing for all of these sectors is APIs. And I believe with what I've seen that we're in a lot of trouble if we don't figure that out soon because there's a lot of ridiculous things still being done like hard coding API secrets and mobile apps that can be easily uh, reverse engineered by pulling the mobile app off of the device and then reverse engineering that, bringing it back to the source code and then just simply searching for those keys and tokens. I've put out a lot of content on how easy that is. I can do it less than eight minutes per app now. Um, you know, I'm constantly seeing bowl of vulnerabilities. It's in 100% of the APIs I'm testing and each one of these sectors, it's a real problem. Uh, so we need to do better. So with that, take care of yourselves and each other, especially in this holiday season. I love all of you. Thank you very much for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Nightlife on ITSP Magazine with Alyssa Knight. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.